Hello and welcome to SN Hell. My name is Keith. With me as always is my good buddy Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, Keith. You're my good buddy too. Yay. I figured uh, after all this time, you know, I assumed good buddy status. Absolutely. You may assume away. This episode, it's a short episode. We think it's going to be short. It's the end of season two, and we're just recapping tonight uh, our favorite musical performances from season two. You know how I feel about the music. I do, and it, it weighs heavier on you than it does me. Like, I do imagine you sometimes are up late at night, angry at booking. You know what it is? It's because when I was growing up and watching the show, like in, in those developmental years, I saw such hot acts. So for the you know, interest of full disclosure, I am 43 years of age. So when I'm watching this, my developmental years are the 90s. And the 90s had some very cutting edge musical guests that I thought really opened my mind to a lot of things. Yeah. And I, I started to notice that going forward. So because it made such an early impression on me, now that we're in a retro- retrospective mode, you're damn right that I'm uh, I'm very attuned to it because it had such an impact on my youth. Yeah, I first saw Pearl Jam on Saturday Night Live, Sharon Stone episode. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, wow, Sharon Stone. Yeah. She is. I can't wait for that one. And, and that's one of three episodes I had on a tape. It was uh, Jason Priestley, Sharon Stone, and Joe Pesci. So those three, when we get there, some of them sketches, I'm sure I know off by heart. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to these years. We're talking tonight our top five musical guests from season two. Matt, who's your number five? My number five is Boz Skaggs. And as much as everybody will roll their eyes and laugh at Boz Skaggs, I think it's important to mention about Boz Skaggs that this was an unexpected treat. And one of the things I like most about Saturday Night Live is that they serve unexpected treats on a fairly regular basis, I think, mm-hmm. you know, like the, uh, the the nice little surprises. I am not a big Boz Gags guy. I don't own a single album. But when this comes out and starts to shimmy, man, I was into it. I did not <laughs> expect to be into it. And I think that's what really that's what really got me with Boz Skaggs is I did not expect to enjoy it. Yeah. So it really caught me off guard with its energy. And it, there was a lot of energy. And, you know, part of me was like, why wasn't Boz Skaggs bigger? And then I, you know, look at more Boz Skaggs and I see why. But that's neither here nor there. Magic on this night. My number five is The Kinks. Now, I really enjoyed how the Kinks did it. They did a medley of their, you know, four biggies. And then they went on to do their new one in their second set. Uh, I know Christine and I were both big on that performance. That was from the Steve Martin episode. I know you weren't as big yourself, Matt, but uh, I think you appreciated our appreciation for what they did and how they did it. I did. And I just like the Kinks. Ray Davis, is he's a brilliant songwriter. And uh, so I, it's hard for me to kick the Kinks because the Kinks are just, and Ray is just such a, a legend. They One of my favorite songs is I Go to Sleep. Do you know that one? I, I do, yes. Sleep, and imagine that you're there with me. And uh, he wrote that. And I think he's just a brilliant songwriter. So you know what? I wasn't hot on the performance. I really thought it was, uh, personally, of course, I thought it was a little schmaltzy as far as the greatest hits performance goes and that the new track wasn't hot. But, you know, I, I still know that the kinks are good. Yeah. I, that's just an objective fact. The kinks are cool. Number four, my friend. My number four was Tom Waits. I thought Tom Waits did an excellent job. I'm not super familiar with Tom Waits outside of 
his acting in Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is one of my favorite films. And my my second familiarity with Tom Waits is I'm pretty sure every girl I've ever dated <laughs> has been a Tom Waits fan. Like, oh, Tom Waits, I'm going to listen to Tom Waits. Let's listen to Tom Waits. And it just seems to be a thing with the girls that I date. And maybe it says something about my taste in women. But nevertheless, I could never get into it until I saw him on Saturday Night Live. And then all of a sudden, I got it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not texting any of these girls. But uh, but I did I got it when I saw him perform. It was yeah. uh, I forget the name of the song to be honest. Um, Eggs and sausage, something like there that. There it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just thought he did such a great job and such an interesting presentation and and character himself. Yeah. That uh, yeah, it, it it definitely got me. Great performance. Didn't make my top five, but I, I do agree it was very enjoyable. Number four for me is uh, Frank Zappa, um, and I know he's a. Uh, got a special place in your heart. Um, I really enjoyed this performance. It was uh, it was different, both musically and visual presentation. It probably should be higher on my list, but I was just maybe slightly more blown away by some other folks. So the performance that evening, and I mean, I'll say more about Frank Zappa, but what was, he did three. He did I'm the Slime, Purple Lagoon, and Peaches on Regalia. What was your favorite? Do you remember? I am the slime. That was the one with the cool video effects and Don Pardo. Yeah, Purple Lagoon's the one that Belushi came out for. Yeah, and it's much more musically complex. Uh, I was very surprised that he did the Purple Lagoon, considering its complexity. I thought he'd do something a little more TV friendly. Anybody that hears me say that say, well, you would say that you don't really know about Frank Zappa if you think that he's going to do something TV friendly. (laughs) But you know what? More on that when he hosts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's your number three? Chuck Berry. Nice. My thoughts about Chuck Berry is that it's what I wanted the kinks to be is it was a hot greatest hit style performance. But with uh, I thought the kinks phoned it in a little bit, to be honest. And I thought Chuck was out there playing uh, very Desi Arnaz style, like this might be the last gig I play of my life. Let me have fun with it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a huge Chuck Berry fan, and I think that actually worked against him for this one because I have seen some, you know, quite a bit of Chuck Berry over the years. And and this was par for the course, Chuck Berry. Not that it wasn't good or bad. It was just anytime you see Chuck Berry, that's how he's performing. So I think that hurt him for me. Sure. My number three was an understated group. I don't think they got top billing that night, but it was stuff. And they played uh, back, they were the background band for uh, Joe Cocker um, with the uh, Joe Cocker Belushi feeling all right. And then they went on to do one of their own pieces. Um, I just, I was really blown away. This was a group of uh, musicians who were basically studio guys, but uh, people loved seeing them perform live as well. Um, They had matching t-shirts. They were just a great, great band. Really loved stuff that night. I really enjoyed stuff too. While they didn't make my list, I certainly acknowledged their prowess and I enjoyed them when they were on. The big thing with me is, is that uh, they they came off to me a bit like a backing band. Yeah, they're, they're perfectly competent. They're obvious professionals and it sounded great. But, you know, not to sound like a record exec, but I didn't hear a hit. Yeah. Number two, Matt. Not to tip our hand to the thousands, but I'd like to discuss my second and my first at the same time. Well, do you want my number two then? And then you can do your one and two together. Yeah. Well, my number two is, uh, you've mentioned them, Boz Skaggs. And I'm doubling down on what you said, my friend. Uh, Boz Skaggs, I didn't expect anything. Even when he walked out, I 
you know, he was this Alex Jones looking fella. Um, but he blew me away. And uh, Boz Skaggs has entered my uh, record, call him not my record, but my playlists. I was just absolutely uh, blown away. Even after our, our recording, I was only sort of lukewarm on him. But since then, he's really, I've really become a fan and just uh, enjoy everything that uh, that I get to hear from him. And it's interesting with Boz Skaggs in this sense. Like I said, the first time I saw Pearl Jam was Saturday Night Live. With, uh, with Skaggs here, it's like, in a way, this is what late night TV should be. I don't know who this person is. Now I'm a fan of this person. And Skaggs and company, um, some of them being the Saturday Night Live band members as well, really... Uh, really accomplished that so it was it was quite good and i was really impressed that's exactly how i felt and while i arranged of course my selections differently uh that I, i'm tickled that you put bod skaggs so high yeah. uh, you know ahead of frank zappa i think you're a crazy person but that's neither here nor there <laughs> uh, i the element of surprise really lended him some major yep. points and it was just it was just so much fun and that's the, you know that's what we're watching for. It's the late night vibe, and I, I feel like that was captured. And the other element too is like I watch most episodes three times minimum, um, and every time I see it, I enjoy it more. So yeah, big big fan of the uh, the performances that Skaggs gave. Um, your number two and number one, Matt. I, I know what you're. I know where you're going with this. My two favorite performances of the season were Santana and Zappa, and the reason. Why I put Frank Zappa at number two and Santana at number one is that I just, first of all, I am so excessively familiar with Frank Zappa. I have heard him perform these songs in several different venues and with different bands. And yeah, I really liked the band that Frank brought to SNL. And I thought it was, you know, what he did with I'm the Slime, I thought was genius. And they had not tried that yet with SNL. It was really a, a, a performance on SNL musically that really set a bar like you don't just have to stand there in front of a microphone and do your uh-huh. thing like a musician. You can do interesting, wild things. But what I really wanted from Frank Zappa that night was what Santana actually gave me. And it was a really tight band with a a guitar player leader that featured a smooth vocalist. And like any other situation, Frank Zappa has his counterpart to this. Like he has his Napoleon Murphy Brock to, to his Santana. And it is just, I, I, I know Frank too well in the sense that he's done it in such better variations before it's funny because zappa actually has a song called variations on the carlos santana chord progression it's a guitar solo and of course it's uh it's very santana he does a santana mock-up song if you will anyway i digress i could talk about it all night santana gave me what i was kind of looking for in zappa so interesting and like I, i wanted to see where it went and yeah, I, I you know, I, maybe it's because I knew where Zappa went, or maybe it's because this wasn't my favorite band for these particular performances. And yeah, Zappa's my guy. He's my favorite rock and roll musician. But objectively, looking at Santana and Zappa, what I really would have loved from Zappa is what Santana gave me. And I hope that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, very similar, like with me and Chuck Berry. It's like, I kind of know... Chuck Berry's 
staple performance and that was kind of it you know what i mean yeah um so my familiarity with barry actually hurt him yeah and that's exactly what's happening with me uh here with zappa is i i know what year it is i know exactly what he's up to uh, because i'm you know i'm a bit of a, a super fan as much as i hate the term but i know what's going on with him at the time and i know who his band is at the time i know the, sh- the kind of shows he's doing at, the, at this point in the, the mid late seventies. And this is just, and you know, he killed it and I loved it. And don't get me wrong. I I'm not trying to say I didn't like it because I absolutely did, but Holy shit, man, Santana blew me away in a way that Frank Zappa does do on record that Santana has never done on record, but we're talking about Saturday night live. It's like master chef. You know, I, I got to judge what you put on the plate in front of me. And my number one, oddly enough, your number one didn't even make my list Santana. And my number one didn't make your list. Um, and my number one is the band tremendous band. Uh, a lot of history for me. Um, they did a couple of their hits. Everyone got their chance to showcase and shine. And it's so close to the end of the line for them with, the last waltz not too far out this was a historic performance for me as much as it was a uh, just a really solid saturday night live performance i don't know i just i loved it and this is one where my familiarity with the group actually helps them a lot because i know where they were at and uh this was a big one to see and 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 i just thought it was a tremendous performance all around yeah, that's interesting. It's it's interesting to me to hear you say that. And I don't uh, I don't like the band and uh, I never have. I've never like picked up an album. I've never been interested in. And <laughs> I mean, it, this sounds especially harsh, but I've never been really interested in anything they've ever done. And yeah. that did not change with this. Their Saturday Night Live performance. I just and, you know, I'm not trying to kick you or our valued third chair, Mark. I just really find the band boring and that's uh, it's really tough for me to overcome what in my perception only of course is just a lack of versatility but you know those are just my two cents man i'm i don't mean to shit on your number one so uh just to recap you bet my number five is boz skaggs my number four is mr tom waits my number three the legend chuck berry my number two, my favorite, Frank Zappa. But my number one is the what I kind of wanted from Frank Zappa in Carlos <laughs> Santana. And for me, my number five, the Kinks. Number four, Zappa. Number three, Stuff. Number two, Skaggs. And number one, the band. Um, I think they're both solid lists. Certainly, I wouldn't expect everyone to have that exact same lineup. I know there's at least one person who's listened to us that will definitely have Kinky Friedman on his list. But uh, but yeah, so that's where we're at. Let us know where you're at in the comments if you're so inclined. And you know what? If it's Leo Sayer, save it. <laughs> yeah, I do like long, tall glasses for some bizarre reason. But, uh, but yeah, Leo was not our, our thing. So that's our top five musical guests from season two. We'll be back or we're already back with some uh, other lists coming up. And pretty soon, Matt, we're jumping into season three. Can't wait, man. All right. So thank you very much. And we're having lots of fun listing things here in SN Hell.